The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. Sometimes looking for Brady Quinn. Sometimes we even do emergency podcasts. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is the final, not the penultimate, the final episode before the Super Bowl. And I couldn't be more excited to be joined live in person for the Mega Picks show by my guys, RJ White, Pete Prisco. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. Long week for you. I'm tired. This is the final. This is the final pick six of the year for me. What are you talking about? <laughs> final pick six might be final pick six of your life. Who maybe, knows? <laughs> hey, maybe it would be. No, I'm healthy. No, you look, despite you the rumors great. you were spreading around about me. <laughs> this is a little fun, good natured uh, ribbing. You look great, Pete. Feel good. You've been on TV all week. Feel good. You're killing it. Feel great. RJ, same for you. Thank you. Just kidding. You came down one day. <laughs> the one day is all you're getting from me with that traffic in Miami. Um, terrible, isn't it? Terrible. So we're at the Super Bowl. We're live on Radio Row. We're recording this on Wednesday. It is the Friday show. Coming up on the rest of the show, we also have DFS advice from Heath Cummings, a bunch of other picks and props, uh, some chats with the super friends. It's going to be a, it's a blowout show. So you're going to want to listen to the whole thing. Um, at least part of it could even be recorded with a couple glasses of wine in a hotel room. Who knows? We'll see. I think that's been done before. Our Monday show was incredible. Yeah? It was great. Was um, it an hour and a half? Uh, oh, yeah. It was easily an hour and a half. Wow. We couldn't stop. Poor listeners. If you want to join <laughs> in, and if you're on Fantasy Football Today, because this show is also being posted there, and you just listen to this for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, and if you want to join in, if you're a Pick 6 podcast listener or an FFT listener, and you want to try and win prizes, maybe I'll give away uh, my Jamal Adams New Era hat. Instead of giving it to my son, maybe I'll give it to a podcast listener. Because um, yeah, if you put that hat on your son, he might tip him over as big as that hat yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Go to Facebook.com, search for Pick 6 Podcast, join the group, and we have a Google form where you can fill out and make your picks on props. We're going to do a bunch of those ourselves. You know, that just reminded me of something. Tell me if this was cruel. When I was in high school, we used to bring our helmets home from football practice. They let us take them home. And uh, my little... Uh, my little brother who's now 45 or whatever was 10 years younger than us and we used to he was like a baby we used to put the helmet on him and watch it dip him over tell me if this is cruel <laughs> yes yes is that cruel? it's funny no it's funny it's <laughs> literally the first concussion study we had three other brothers so we'd all yeah. sit there and watch him dip <laughs> over <laughs> my mom would go stop it a uh, friend of the show dave damashek did a thing where he would uh set his baby up on the uh on the on the, uh, the sofa and put a hat of one team and a hat of the other. Whichever way the baby fell, that's who he would pick for games. I think it was actually pretty successful, like maybe more successful. <laughs> remember, when, remember when I had my cat? I put food on one team and yeah, food on yeah, the other. Yeah, Where did yeah, the cat yeah. go? That's one week. It cat had a better week than I did. Yeah, you had the couldn't have, could have had is, a better. Couldn't have had a worse year than me. That's that for is sure. not surprising. That no. cat had a better week than you. Yeah, that, yeah, you weren't much better this year. I don't know what you're talking hey. about. Uh, so <laughs> here's what better we're gonna playoffs. do for the contest. And so, speaking of bad years. Pete also had a bad playoffs. You I ran. actually had a pretty good playoffs. I had a good second week and split last week, but I just didn't have any money left to bet. <laughs> so you lost. You had a good week, but you lost all your money. <laughs> oh, I went zero and four the first week, and it wiped me out. Yeah. So then I went three and one the next week, but I didn't have enough money to recoup any of it. And then last week I went one and one. Yeah, but you on your picks for this podcast you went zero and two because you had the no. 
I had the Chiefs, he was, but I had a two par. I had yeah, the, he was one I was, one. He just put together two parlays. Right. I was trying to go for the. I was. I had no money. Both the parlays lost. Right. But I was trying. Correct. But I was trying to win because I had no. RJ is firmly in the lead. He's done. I made, I made a bunch of picks too. I, I bet exactly what you have left, so I can ease. I can come down and okay. you can easily catch me. I mean, I'm, I I haven't put my official picks in for that. We're gonna we're throwing that contest to the side and going with a new contest to make it more fun for the listeners and us. Uh, I will try and catch RJ. We'll update everybody afterwards. You will know by the time you listen to this podcast what props and stuff I like and what bets and everything. So that won't be an issue. And RJ will, of course, put his together. Uh, we have identified for this for the contest that involves the fans 10 total bets that we're going to pick. Um, and we're going to put those up on social as well. These are odds coming from William Hill. And uh, we'll dive in first with the game itself. 49ers at Chiefs, RJ. Chiefs minus one. Yeah, I went back and forth. It's obviously a t- oh, you did tough matchup. You're making fun of me for going. But back uh, and forth. I'm not going to say I'm not going to hedge my bets. I'm going <laughs> to say the way I think is going to go is San Fran. I'm going San Fran plus one. I think they're the worst possible matchup for the Chiefs. That front four can get pressure without needing to send blitzers. And but they are talented at all three levels. I mean, they have Quan Alexander back at linebacker, although he was limited to start the week in practice. And then they have a great secondary there too. I think they'll keep Mahomes under 300 yards. That's another prop. He, I think the number is 305.5. Wow. I like them to keep him under that. They're not going to let the Chiefs build a big lead, and then when the game's close, you got to lean on the 49ers one game in defense. So I think all that pre-snap motion is going to confuse the Chiefs a little bit. Even if the D- and then even if the 49ers D can slow down Mahomes, uh, I do think that Garoppolo has a chance to come out and win the game anyway. Because there was that Saints game, he won 48-46. Yep, he led them to the wagon win. So it's not a worst case scenario if Garoppolo has to get into a shootout because he's proven he can do it. So 49ers plus one, I-, I like the scenarios a little bit better that way. So that's where I'm going. Do you think the 49ers are actually the better team? Uh, overall, I do. Uh, I think, uh, you know, you take Patrick Mahomes 10 times out of 10. Sure. You probably take the Chiefs offense, but, you know, you throw all the uh, the aspects of the game in there. I'd rather have San Francisco. Okay. I'm going with the Chiefs. I don't love it, though, at all. Uh, I, I couldn't. I'm with you guys. I went back and forth. I just think this so evenly matched this game. Uh, there's certain things I've seen that discouraged me from the Chiefs, one being what the Chargers did to them in two games, same defense, same style of defense. Uh, and guys I talked to at the 49ers at media night said they're going to, you're a smart man if you think we're doing the same stuff. So I think they're going to play the same style of defense. That concerns me because it makes him be patient. And can he be patient? Because that's not something he likes. And so I think Mahomes, the other thing is mobile quarterbacks that given the 49ers fits. Yep. They've had great success against everybody except the mobile quarterback. So I think that's an advantage for them. In the end, I go quarterback. I'm taking Mahomes and I'm taking the Chiefs minus the point. Do you think that I, – I, my thing is I'm taking the Chiefs as well. I have this – I keep mentioning this. Like, I took the Chiefs in week 16. I like put 100 bucks on it and said, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl 7-1. to one. Pretty good odds. I should probably hedge out and take the 49ers some here, but whatever. Um, my, my concern is that there's just something nagging about it. It's like the history of defenses in these games. And, like, the, you remember the Peyton Seahawks Super Bowl? Like, the Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl. I mean, like, that can't be like this, right? Well, here's the other one. Somebody told me this stat, and I, don't, I haven't verified it, but they, any team that's gone into the Super Bowl with 57 or more sacks in a season is 10 and 0 against the spread. It's a very random like number. That's though. a lot of sacks, though. Right. That means you're a good pass rushing team. Yeah, but I think if you break down every single ma- Super Bowl matchup in history, I don't think the best pass rushing team is going to win 100 percent of the time. No, but I, I don't know. Stat, and the 49ers, what do the 49ers have sack wise? They have they have over 57. Yes. Yeah, so it's 50, just an interesting stat. They either have 57 or 15. I think they're 57. I think that's probably the reason why the stat is at 57. Yeah, that, um, that sounds like a lot. I thought they were pretty close. I will um, tell you in one second. Hold on. So I think the Chiefs ranked like 11th in sacks. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of sacks for a team, 57. when I was, I, I think we have the prop total sacks on here. When I was doing my research, the if you add the two teams together, it only came out to like 93. So 57 is a lot to get to. That's a lot of sacks. That's, that's what I'm saying. So, I, I, again, I didn't verify it. I just, if it's true, that's pretty interesting. It tells you that the pass rush team in the Super Bowl is, can be dominant. And I'm sure the Broncos team that won that year had 57. I think Seattle might have had 57 that I'd year. 48 for the 49ers. Maybe they don't have 57. So maybe it's right. Or it's 57 including playoffs, but I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, it could be including playoffs. That might be it. I mean, I, the thing with Mahomes, I only sacked 17 times a season. And he doesn't, you know, he didn't play a full season, so it's hard to put the numbers in context. But like his ability to get mobile, and I think the other thing that the Chiefs can do early on, 
Like to me, it's it is critically important. I think this is like, like I think the Chiefs could come back if they get down, but I think it's critically important that whoever like, whoever's going to win this game has to get up early. Mm-hmm. Like I think forcing the 49ers to throw a lot with Jimmy Garoppolo and to get away from their run game is a huge advantage for the Chiefs if they can get a lead and do that. Conversely, like if the 49ers can get a lead, they can just uncork the sack and you're going to uncork the pass rush. You're going to see you're going to get, get sacks. You're going to see Mahomes try and force the ball downfield. He'll get he could potentially get antsy, get you know. Uh, impatient and, and make mistakes. Garoppolo seven and one in games. He throws for over two hundred fifty yards. So it's not like he over, can't do. Yeah, over two hundred fifty yards. He's seven and one, and he's three and one in games. He's thrown over thirty passes. So there, there, there's some data can, that sure they can win like that. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, ideally, that's what you want to do. Yeah. And I do think that the, if the Forty ers if the Chiefs fall behind like they did against. Uh, the other two playoff game and the other two against the Texans and against the Titans, they have big trouble against this team because this team can pound it. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a problem. And if the 49ers fall behind, to your point, I don't think they have to panic and just start chucking the ball with Jimmy G. Just stay in sure. your offense. As long as there's something that's, as long as something's fundamentally not working, then maybe you go away from it. But, you know, if just you can't get the first down on third and one or, um, you know, somebody fumbles the ball, like don't abandon what you're doing, what's worked for you the whole season. Just keep doing it. They, and then if he has to throw in the second half, that's when you do it. You play a lot of zone, the 49ers. We know that. They like to drop four underneath and three deep and or cover three and play that zone. RPOs mess with zone. That's going to be a problem yep. for them. And also, ball comes out faster out of Mahomes' hands than they usually get home. That's one thing. The data says he gets the ball out of his hands quickly. And like you mentioned, when he doesn't, he gets outside yep. and makes plays off schedule. So I think it's a tough matchup for the 49ers for that reason. If he was a statuesque Peyton Manning back in the day, it would be probably a much easier matchup for the well, 49ers. And the other thing, too, is that Andy Reid, um, you know, Brady Quinn talked about this a little bit, but he thinks that uh, we're going to see a lot of screens early. You know, to sort of alleviate the pressure that the 49ers try and bring off the edge by trying to, like, you know, you go to Tyreek, go to Kelsey, go to, uh, actually, Scott Pioli mentioned it too in the screen game as well. Um, he thinks that they'll go to that screen game early and often. Do you think that could be a factor? I think the backs are going to be, I think the chief, I think Damian Williams is an enormous factor in the passing game. And in fact, the lock of the week, the lock of the week is Damian Williams over three and a half catches. Is it up to three and a half it's now? Guaranteed a lock. And the reason I say this, in the two games against the Chargers, who play the same style of defense, he didn't play in the first one. McCoy did. He had six targets. He was the, that's by far and away the most he had all year. When Williams played in week 17, he had seven targets, the most he had all year. He will be, they drop out, you get the ball out to the back, and he goes, makes, makes, and, you get not, even in the screen, and not even in the screen, in the screen game. game yeah. And he'll get involved in the screen game too. I think that's best prop of the week. Okay. Uh, Heath Cummings, uh, talked about that as well. He likes, um, you know, he likes Damian Williams for DFS purposes as well. What about the total? Do you think it's correlated, RJ, with who wins this game? I think it is. I think if you like the Chiefs, you're going to want the over. Since I'm on the San Fran, I'm going the under. I think it's ballooned a little too high at 55. Uh, my theory of the game is that the Niners will be able to slow down Mahomes and limit the possessions. Niners D ranks number one in net yards per pass attempt. They've dominated two good offenses in the playoffs. And that offense can chew up clock with the run game. If you have long drives, clock's running. The Chiefs are going to get the ball, you know, 12 to 14 times. You know, if you make them only let them have it 10 times in the game, you're going to limit the number of points. So, and these two offenses struggled in the red zone. I think they both ranked around 20, 21st, 22nd, somewhere around there. So, um, that could turn some TDs into field goals or turnovers, you know, on fourth and short in at the five yard line if you're going for it. So I do think it'll go under. Uh, I think people are going to be surprised, you know, that it's not a high scoring, high octane game as far as the scoreboard's concerned. It, it, uh, I, I assume you like the over. I like the over. The, what, thing what, the number's what now? 55. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going way over, though. I picked yeah. 31-27, so I think it's going over. I mean, like, it's, when you think about, to me, my initial lead when we heard, when it came out on Sunday, I think I said this on our YouTube show. I said, I like the under, but obviously wait and let it run up. Uh, because you knew it was going to move up. This is two high scoring teams. They, they, uh, you know, they like to put up points. I just think we could see maybe that both teams start out slow, like a heavyweight type of uh, you know, boxing match or a technical boxing match where you feel each other out. You're not aggressive early. You don't want to take those trick plays. I think the first half under is a very nice bet as well. And I like the second half over uh, in that instance as well. First quarter under, too. You can get it at 10 points. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's going to be more than 10 points. Right. And if you get one long drive from the 49ers, I mean, like there's no way you're getting four, 11, 10 or 11 points. Uh, so I would agree with that. I will... I'm going to go under. I know the Chiefs and the under doesn't correlate, I don't think. But I think I can take it. I mean, it, it could be close. I mean, yeah. just, the Chiefs could win the game. I, I don't and, think it's going way over. I think it's going to be close. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to take the under. But if I'm taking the under, I'm waiting until the last possible second to go under instead of taking it over. Um, let's get into some props. 
Will the game be tied after 0-0? I have yes. Uh, yes at minus 110. It's hit, the yes has hit four of the last five Super Bowls. Three times it's been an equalizer after the first score. So the first team goes down, gets a field goal. The other team come back and get a field goal. So, I mean, that's just how the uh, Super Bowl's been going. As you said, they kind of feel each other out. They don't want to take huge risks. Um, so the spread says the game will be close. So even if that doesn't happen, you feel like the yes should happen in the third, fourth quarter. For so, sure. So I think the yes should be the clear favorite. Minus 110 seems like the, the, the VIG is a little too low on that. So definitely the yes for me. I would say yes, too. Uh, I think they, they, these two teams are going to play a close game. I mean, the number says that. All the data says that. Watching them on tape says that. They're evenly matched. Uh, so I will go yes as well. Yeah, I would, I would go yes with this as well um, because for the same it's, – it's a one-score game. There's a very good chance that they – that things get tied up. Maybe, they, I mean, I don't think this game goes to overtime, but it wouldn't be that stunning if they were very, like, I don't think this what is. What are the odds out. on it going to overtime? Uh, plus 800, I believe. Eight plus, so eight to one? Eight to one. That's if you great. want the yes, that's like it's minus that, 1300 on the no. Yeah. It's not that great. That's not that great. No. You, yeah, you need to land a specific uh, oh, number. Yeah, yes to on overtime is always a sucker's bet. It's happened once. I mean, um, you mentioned Damian Williams. Player to score the first touchdown. Damian, I'll list a couple here. Damian Williams plus 600, Raheem Mostert plus seven, seven to one, Kelsey eight to one, Hill nine to one. Interesting that all the Chiefs, or most of the Chiefs early, uh, George Kittle 10 to one, Debo Samuel 12 to one, Coleman 14 to one. That's a terrible bet right now because we don't know if he's playing. Emmanuel Sanders 16 to one, Sammy Watkins 180 to one. That's going to be 18 to one. 18 to one. Sorry, that's a Debo mistake. Well, going to have to throw him back in the dungeon. 181 on three touchdowns. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. for the other game. Oh, but how about when he, he had a pretty good game? Yeah, nice Walking to that nice. Oh yeah. I think yeah. you pointed it out when you were going on that list. The Chiefs seem to be a lot more favored than the 49ers in that one. So I would look to the 49ers as the value. It's supposed to be a close game. Why wouldn't the 49ers get the first touchdown? Well, you also don't know who's getting the ball first. Right. Um, and, so- and, and both of these coaches script a ton. Mm-hmm. Like, like all coaches do. But I mean, like these. Brady, you know who Brady likes? I don't, I don't spoil it if it's mine. What is that? I don't, well. I don't know. Who's yours? Well, I like Patrick Mahomes. And that's got to be a running touchdown. That's not, his, that's not who his is. Okay, who's Brady's? Juszczyk. Oh. Heath, uh, on the, coming up, Heath loves, Kyle Juszczyk's over on receiving yards, ten and a half. They, but they haven't thrown to him in the playoffs, though. Exactly. That's why, what's Juszczyk on here? He might even be other. How would I have spoiled you, by the way, how would I have spoiled yours? Have I seen your paper? Did I see your data? Where would I have seen Use that? Juszczyk is 75 to 1. You see this kid? Be the, uh, oh, oh, no, that's, that's MVP, I'm oh. sorry, I was, Let's see. What, was, where would I have seen your pick? I was spoiling yours. Who do you like, Damian Williams? Yes. Yeah. Why? Because I think the Chiefs will hit a big play, get down inside the five, and he'll run it in. Okay. Um, what about you, RJ? Yeah, I got uh, Debo Samuel, 12-1. Like to one. He scored touchdowns in four of the last six regular season games. 50-1 to one for uh, Juice Check. Check. Uh, Twelve to one. Yeah. Nice so four of the last six regular season games, three times in, the, in that span, he was the first scorer. They got him into the end zone first. And he hasn't been active as active in the playoffs, but I do think he's going to be a factor in this game. So I don't mind him at twelve to one. A little bit lower odds than a lot of the other people. The one we did was uh, what are the numbers for the first touchdown scored? So you could pick one through ten, ten through twenty, twenty through thirty, and the one forty through. I think it was more than 43. It's like 40 through 70 or 79, something. 79, yeah. First yeah. touchdown longer than 40. It's 28, no, no. no. The jersey number of the player that scores the first touchdown. Oh. 2,800. Ooh. Would, would that be juice check? Yeah. It'd basically just be juice check. Uh, so, or a defensive touchdown. Right. Well, so in that case, instead of betting juice check at 50 to 1, you should go bet the jersey number. Uh, at 28 to 1. Oh, is it? Oh, they said, oh, play said plus 2,800. Okay. 2,800. Plus 2,800. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. All right, so go ahead, juice check. But you get, but you also get the, the defensive, defensive players. players. Yeah, yeah. Right. Could be a defensive touchdown. I like Allen. Um, There's so many receivers with the numbers 11 and 19 now that I like 11 to 20. It, when it opened, it was, I think. Did you say who yours is? Mine is Debo Samuel. Okay, I, Debo Samuel. So, okay. I, I was, I was, I was trying to help Debo, uh, I was trying to help the other Debo fill it in. Right. On the sheet, and I. So when I, uh, when I initially was putting together our props guide, you know, yeah. you can go to cbsports.com slash Super Bowl slash say just, just, prop just search it and you'll find it um but i initially had uh the 11 to 20 on that prop at like plus 400 plus 450 i was like oh i love that yeah and then at, before we put it up on the site it went down to plus 220 like pete was saying oh really i was like oh man i still like it but it's not as great longest td of the game over under 44 and a half yards rj 
Yeah, I'm on the under oh, on this. Oh, okay. Um, I think shop around. You can easily get it at 47.5, I've seen. I would take that. Each of these defenses only allowed three touchdowns over 47.5, or actually over 44.5 uh, during the regular season. The Niners pass rush makes it less likely the Chiefs are going to be able to have time to throw a deep pass so, so and uh, complete you know, a 60-yard touchdown like they did in the, in, during the playoffs. So I would go under on that one. I'm going over, and and reason being, I think the Chiefs' offensive line in the postseason has been outstanding. And they haven't faced a front like this, but that group, remember early in the year they were banged up. They've played much better in the playoffs all across the board, everybody, and I think they're going to protect them better. And if you protect them and block them, you'll beat them. And I think they'll make some plays against them. I am bucking a trend here because they're the number one team in the league at 20-plus pass plays, but I think he's going to hit Tyreek Hill for at least one big one. Yeah, I would take the over in this one, too. I, you know, you, you need a big play to hit. So, like, I don't – what is the juice even on this? It's got to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. They so, typically move the yardage. And not yeah, right. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, but, like, I mean, the downside, you don't like seeing the number come down. That indicates that, you know, they don't think it's going to happen. But I think there's so many guys on both teams who can just make explosive yeah, plays. Yeah, Mostert can r- rip one Mostert, off for Kittle, long. Kittle can – Damian Williams has two super long yeah. rushing touchdowns. Yeah. 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 I mean, Dino Samuel can do it. Kittle yeah. can do it. And both of these coaches get their guys in open space so well. Right. That I think if you see them connect, you can see a lot of yak down the sideline. I'll great offensive over. minds. They're both great schemers. It's yep. going to be, they can scheme something open. Uh, they'll get one of those. The 49ers could get one of those where they get everybody going one way and throw back to Kittle on the other way. He's wide open standing. Conversely, the other, the other one I like, uh, and it's expensive. I think it's like minus 160 because we, uh, we took it on our best prop bets or whatever, but the under on shortest TD at one and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I feel like Damian Williams has scored 91 yard touchdowns. And is it, for I don't know how long the year was. I don't have the exact dates, but it had hit for several Super Bowls in a row, and everybody thought last year was the year it was hit, and then there was one touchdown last year. So it that, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So we're due we're to like, get that one on. back. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, Patrick Mahomes over under three hundred and five. Is this a correct? Is this a typo? I see Pete's bet here. Over under three hundred five and a half passing yards. Pete under. Wow. Well, I think he's going to throw about two ninety, but I do think he's going to throw three touchdown passes. So I, I don't think he's going to get all that yardage. Well, I made my I gets. made my uh, my playoff living on the Patrick Mahomes touchdown props. Yes, you did. Yeah. Uh, he is. Uh, I think he's going to have a good game, but it's not going to be a monstrosity in terms of yardage numbers. So I'm going under. So you like the Chiefs in like a controlled type of game? Yeah, it's not going to be crazy. Okay. Even though he has the over. Um, 31 points isn't crazy for the Chiefs. Against the Niners, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. If they get to 31, he's probably going over 300 passing yards. I would think so, but it, under. if it's a blowout, then then no. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. running in the second half. Yeah. Um, Mahomes topped it. I said earlier, I'm going under on this. He topped this in the first five games of the year, did it just three times after that, including the playoffs. Uh, 49ers have allowed this to go over four times, so it's just the odds to me say it's going to go under. Go who, under. who went over against the 49ers? I think I Russell know. Wilson, I think, did it. Breeze, obviously. And I and, and I think um, it might have been Murray. Tyler? Let's see. I'm not sure. Uh, but I will the, tell you. The, Hold on. Those are, the, those are the mobile quarterbacks. Give them trouble. That would be that would be an interesting um, – let's see. What are yeah, the more? Uh, yep. No, here the uh, the ones that went over 300, you're, you're spot on. It's um, Arizona. Oh, wait. No, hold on. I sorted the wrong thing. So the Saints had 349. The Rams had 323 in that Week 16 game. Ball got out. He got the ball out, which Mahomes does. That, uh, that everything was quick. Yep. Rodgers had, and then that's the only two. Rodgers had 296. Yeah, that's net yards. I'm talking about like because they they subtract the sacks out of the right, passers. Right, 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 so right, right, right. Rodgers went over, and I believe Week Two Dalton went over. Okay, yeah, and Andy Dalton went over as well. In week so two. Murray, uh, so Wilson didn't go over 300. Mm-mm. That is interesting. Good lord, four I mean, four teams had less than. A hundred passing net passing yards against the 49ers? Yikes. Yeah. First, they're terrible teams. But, um, Some of them. One of them was the Packers. No, Packers are a terrible team. Terrible. Imagine picking the Packers to win the Super Bowl. You'd be or picking the Vikings to win the Super Bowl because he had a good game against them, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I will go over on this. I well, which one of us here picked the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl? Anybody? Nobody. Nobody. Thank you. Jimmy Garoppolo over under 239 and a half passing yards. I did like, you know, I'm going to do the Brinson Hedge. I did like the Niners, though, because one of my bets was Garoppolo to win MVP, 75 to 1. Obviously, he's not going to win MVP, yeah, yeah, but you did. I was yeah, very yeah, positive yeah. on the 49ers coming into the year. Uh, and but you didn't bet the did 49ers. Not pick the Super Bowl, though. Um, I'm going under on Garoppolo, too. If the game goes according to plan for the Niners, he's not going to have to throw a ton. Uh, even in the three losses, you know, you talked about the uh, that, what their record is when he throws for over 250. Even in the three losses, he topped that just once. So just because they're behind doesn't mean he's going to be throwing a ton and going to cross this number, so that's why I like the under. I'm going the under, too, because I, I, not because I don't think that they're going to be forced to throw, but I think that this 
run game is so good that even if they fall behind, they're going to stick with it to try and get back into the game. So I, I think I'm going to go with the under. I will go over because I think that the Chiefs will score early and the 49ers will have to chase points. And as a result, Jimmy G will go over 239 and a half passing yards. That's a really low number for him. It is. Uh, yeah, but look what he's done in the last two games. That's why it's so low. I know. I leave it open 249 and a half and it got banged and it came down 10. Like almost oh, did right it really? Away. Yeah. Because I think some other places probably opened it at 239. And, and uh, so the books that had 249 are like, put it down, put it down, yeah, put yeah, it so down. So people hammered it on Yeah, they're not taking over. a lot of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's, it, that's an interestingly low number. Very. It's I, I thought that would be a lot higher. Do than you think that that indicates that they that the books think they'll run the ball more? Or that no, they just know the offense. They run it. Even if they get behind, right. they run it. That's yeah. what they do. And like I said, those three losses that he he only he got to two fifty once. You know, so I was pre- prepared to go with the under because at two forty nine and a half, two, that's basically two fifty. Uh, total players with a pass attempt over under two and a half. I, this is my favorite prop of the whole the whole year. Yeah, I love this one too. I go. I went under initially. You were getting plus odds on the under, but everybody hammered that too. It's up to one yeah. minus one forty now. If you go under. Oh, wow. But just three guys, aside from the quarterbacks, uh, threw a pass in 2019 for these teams combined. You got the uh, punter, Colquitt, had yep. a, had a, a attempt. And then um, Dante Pettis and Emmanuel Sanders each had one. Now, Sanders has went for a touchdown, so you could see them, you know, scheming up something to get him a throw. That's my only concern on this. But, you know, Chief, it's already on tape. Chiefs are going to be ready for it, so maybe they just abandon that. And you're only betting on an injury if you go over I, on this part, I think. Right. It's, it's Does one of the quarterbacks get hurt and then the backup has well, to come you, in? Well, I mean, it, well, it, they, well, they don't have a history of throwing trick plays in there, so I would say no. Um, my lean is to the under. I will take over. I think if we do see a third player throw a touchdown pass. These are two. Pick one. Uh, Debo Samuel. Well, okay. We got these guys are two. These two offensive minds, Shanahan and, and Reed, are too creative not to have. You, something in there. And you know they got to be worried about Samuel Speed. You know, you're getting the ball in space, coming around the edge. You can easily take a pitch back and yep. cock his arm, and all of a sudden he's throwing on the other side of the field to Kyle yeah. Juszczyk. And the, or the other thing, too, is that, like, these teams are, I think, number one and number two in terms of pre-snap motion, mm-hmm. um, which means that you're going to have a lot of, you know, jet sweeps, fake jet sweeps, guys running across the middle, getting the ball, potentially. You, you know, know what's gloves. amazing is, too, is you, we were talking about the Chiefs offense, Chiefs offense, Chiefs offense. The 49ers score more points. Yeah, they do. Uh, total sa- oh, total sacks in the game over under four and a half. I love the over here. It's minus 120 at this point, but these are two good pass rushes combined for 93 sacks in the regular season. Like I said, that's about six per game combined. Offensive lines have had issues in the past, so uh, I think because you're getting – it was at five at one point, and at that point, you know, you you lean to the over, but you don't want to bet it at four and a half. got to go over. I'm going over, too. I, I, I think both teams can rush the passer. This Chiefs defense is much better than it was early in the year. Chris Jones will be back at least healthier. And he was, he was a force when he was on the field, uh, awesome. in the championship game. Yeah. He just didn't play that much. And, and, D, and when you look at what Clark has done since he was sick early in the year and he was injured, he's been much better. I think they rushed the passer. I think the 49ers can rush the passer. I'm going over. They, they've also got, and not like they're necessarily like really heavy blitzing teams, but they've got guys they can blitz, whether it's like Honeyback. The linebackers or, all can run. And the so. linebackers, exactly. Yeah. So I would, I would take the over in that as well. And I think, um, you know, the one thing you have to worry about in terms of that is the game script where it just becomes a, like the 49ers get out of hand and are just running the ball downhill. Then maybe they get the five sacks themselves though. If, they're, if they get a huge lead, it probably means they've got a strip sack or something like that and they're getting after Mahomes. So I agree with you. That's a, that's a pretty good over bet. I like that a lot. MVP. Yeah. I, some, well, let me, let me listen up. Go for it. Unless you got a theory yeah, you want go to for it. So Mahomes is plus 100. Minus in some spots. Jimmy Garoppolo, two and a half to one. Raheem Mostert, seven to one. Damian Williams, 10 to one. Emmanuel Sanders, 15 to one. Kittle, 15 to one. Debo Samuel, 18 to one. Travis Kelsey, 18 to one. Tyreek Hill, 18 to one. Nick Bosa, 25 to one. Sammy Watkins, Kendrick Bourne, 30 to one. Harrison Butker, 40 to one. Matt Breida, Tevin Coleman, 50 to one. Miko Hardman, Demarcus Robinson, 75 to one. Kyle Juszczyk, 75 to one as well. Light the money on fire if you're getting out of the 75 to one. Maybe. I mean, you know, who was it? Dexter Jackson had that MVP out of nowhere? Uh, Malcolm Smith. Malcolm Smith had MVP out yeah. of nowhere? Uh, so my theory of the game is the 49ers win, so I think you got to get the value there with the quarterback at plus 250 because uh, the money line on the Niners is plus 100. So you're probably you're getting 2.5 to 1 over what that is. So I'm going to stick with my MVP bet from before the season. You listed the odds for Mahomes as plus 100. I think that's what it has to be if you're going to bet Mahomes. I've seen some sites list the MVP Mahomes odds at like minus 120, minus 130. Don't bet that. It's Just like bet the, the money. The money line is minus 120. Yeah. Just take the money line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can win an MVP if they lose the game. Right, right, right. What is uh? What are the pass rushers in that? Like, uh, what is Chris Ford? Is eight, eight. What's Chris Jones? Uh, we don't have Chris Jones on our Chris list. Chris Jones is 150 to one. That man can wreck that game. 
Yeah, he can. He's capable of wrecking the game. I will say this, though. And def- you know what? He's going to make a lot of money this week. Yes, he is. I will say this, too. Defensively, to be an MVP, you typically need to have this uh, turnover statistics. No, you need to have a ton of like, – unless you have, like, every sack, no, impact places. You know, right. Coney Ely was on, on the, pace the to get only, it. Right. The only guy that we almost saw win an MVP without, like, huge, a defensive player, without huge defensive numbers was Deion Jones. So they're talking about giving to him and the, the, the Falcons were up big. He was just making an impact everywhere. But, like, typically speaking, you're talking about this being – do you have a vote on the MVP? No. Okay. But it's being voted on by, like, uh, like j- journalists in the press box who were on a deadline – who were sort of kind of like trying to figure out who the best one is. Like they struggled to figure out who it was last year. Like, all right, just give it to Edelman. So like, I think that's kind of important when you think about this. Like it's not going to be, like Chris Jones is just tough. Like if he just is awesome. But if he has three sacks, he's, and they, and they, uh, and they, dominate, and they dominate and knock the ball loose and they pick it up or something, he could win it. For sure. And at 150 to one, that's a, that's yeah. good odds. Yeah. Yeah. I will just say that like, if the Chiefs win, it's probably Mahomes. Right. What's Bose's odds? 20, 25 to 1. See, I, I'd put money on Chris Jones before I put money on, on both. Oh, I agree. I think Ma- uh, Tyron Matthew at 100 to 1 is it. That's a good odd. Those are good odds. I, would, yeah, play, I, like I would play Matthew. You know what? I'm going to play Matthew. I'm going to say that's my Super Bowl MVP. Mess with the Badger. I'm going to say the Honey Badger is the Super Bowl MVP. I think that Tyron, I think that Patrick Mahomes will probably end up winning it if the yeah. Chiefs win. Um, I love, I, one of my proclamations today on the show we just did was uh, double digit tackles and a pick for, uh, Honey Badger. See, if they stop the run because Honey Badger's flying in and right. doing it and he makes an interception, like they could give it to him and be like. He'd have to almost score a touchdown, though. Yeah. Or force a fumble and get a pick. People, or, they tried to give Honey Badger the Heisman in college. Right. Like they I love giving I love, I, the kid's a fantastic kid. I've gotten to Dude. know him really well and I, I would love to see it, but I, I don't think those odds, I mean, 100 to 1, yeah, it's probably Chris Jones 150 to 1. This is probably both those two. I'll take two. All right, you can take, Chris. You you think that Mahomes will probably win MVP? Of course, yeah, because you think the Chiefs will win. If they win, he wins. Yeah, more than likely. But if you want to splash on something that's a longer shot, Pete and I both like Tyron Matthew, and I agree with you on Chris Jones. I think it's a nice long shot. I, then, I, I don't hate Garoppolo at all. Yeah, and a realistic long a long shot bet. It's a bonus prop we throw in there. Will Tyron Matthew have an interception? Yes, it's plus four fifty. Oh, I would. That's a good. The 49ers get behind. That's the guy you think is going to get a pick. He doesn't play in the deep middle. That's the only problem. He plays in there. But, but again, they, He's those just little such dink, a ball hunk, like they might right? catch him on one of those dink passes where they get the guy coming back and, yeah, yeah I bounce off somebody's hands yeah. and he's behind them. Yeah. Cause yeah. he's just all over the field. Yep. The, um, what was I about to say? The, uh, I love the Badger. Honey Badger is great. I had one more thing that I was going to point out. Um, oh, uh, you know who I don't hate? Tevin Coleman. If he plays, you were just saying throw the uh, first touchdown out of the window, and it was like fourteen to one. Well, but he's fifty to one to win MVP. Like if the Niners win and like he has twenty five carries, well, he's not going to get twenty five carries with a bum shoulder. Stop probably not. Especially since the other running back went for two hundred the last time out. Why are you going to overwork Coleman? They're not going to give Mostert twenty nine carries this time. No, but no. I know. But you're, you're going to split you're them not gonna, At the best, they'd split carries. Right. You're going to win MVP. Or maybe Coleman's the guy who scores the touchdowns. Uh, it's not going to be MVP. Okay. And we will revisit this on Sunday night if it happens. Yes, we will. For now, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more Super Friends props. We'll do some DFS with Heath Cummings. Great season, guys. Yes, sir. Fun. Talk to you. Uh, never, Pete? Never. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. You killed me already. What are you talking about? The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. All right, welcome back to Radio Row. Pick 6 Podcast here at uh, Super Bowl LIV. CBS Sports HQ. We are live in Miami. Will Brinson, Ryan Wilson, John Breach. Uh, let's look at some fun props for the Super Bowl, though. Uh, by the way, coming up uh, shortly, we'll have Russell Wilson, Seahawks quarterback, NC State guy. I don't know if you know that. Um, yeah. But first, we'll get to some fun props. And this is actual stuff you can really gamble on. Super Bowl LIV. The coin toss, of course. This is very simple, John. You can disagree with me and you will be wrong. Tails never fails, my friend. That is correct. See, that's what people say. That's what you think. But that is incorrect. What's when the saying for heads? Tails is never the call. You, George Washington, man, 
You stare at that quarter your whole life, it's always heads. It, do you I'm, think I'm, that the commemorative coin has George Washington? No, I don't, but that's why I always pick my, I didn't have a commemorative coin as a kid, so the ones I flipped had presidents on them. I don't know which money you use, which currency. Brinson, who knows? Hey, look. If you pick heads, you're all meds. That's, that's the knows. same. That's, that's the same. Very good. Uh, let's right, do a I'm little, taking heads. Yeah, take the meds. Yes, that, that, yeah, that answers it. Uh, you can also bet on the national anthem. The funny thing about the anthem is that when you get in the press box and you're waiting for the game to start and they start singing it, literally 75% of the press box takes out their phones and starts a little timer, and then everybody starts tweeting about how long it was, including yeah. me, because you know I tweet about everything. Um, how long will it take for Jimmy Lovato to sing the national anthem over under 120 seconds, a.k.a. two minutes? Uh, I have to ask John first, how long does it take you typically to sing the national anthem? Uh, me, since I don't know all the words, I have to like <laughs> look down at my hand to read them. Probably yeah. three minutes. Okay, I'm going to go under two minutes for Jimmy, because uh, Breach, as he points out, takes much longer, so I think Two minutes seems like a normal time to go under on. That is a, that is a critical mistake. As a Demetria Lovato fan who has been following her since the Disney Channel, <clears throat> that's a, that's a real first. Oh, I was like, guys, I was like the unschooled I was like, here. Uh, I, I do. I think it goes over. I, I think she. The overs minus two twenty and the unders plus one eighty. It's heavily juiced. The singers they belt out. This is their time on the national stage. They have a hundred million people watching. They're going to carry each word. Uh, they're going to elongate it as long as possible. So Wilson, I know you love that juice. Uh, I think Demi's going up over. Uh, I would. You always take the over in the anthem. Never take the under. I don't. I'm crazy. Okay, you're you're rogue like that. Uh, what about the length of the final word? Brave. Can you sing brave for six seconds? Brave. That's pretty good. That was easy. Uh, for a while. Well, maybe you should sing that. I just might. Uh, over five and a half seconds is minus 155. The under is plus 135. I mean, that didn't even feel like it was that long. It felt like you were tiring out a little bit in four seconds. Right, but I'm not Demetria Lovato, so I think over easy. And, and you know what I will say is I feel like there's some crowd part, because that's when the crowd starts cheering, and if they get loud, it kind of juices up the singer. I, I like the over here. Yeah. Also, we are in a situation where it's an outdoor it's an outdoor Super Bowl, right? So we have, of course, uh, an open you know it's an open air stadium, right? And I would assume that since this is the hundredth year anniversary, that they're going to have some sort of flyover, uh, and I would expect that they want her to hold brave yeah. for a little bit longer in order to get the flyover. So you should mash the over here if you're uh, whoever you're working with. To make these, to put these wagers down, allows you to parlay these Ooh. over five and a half seconds for Brave and over for the full anthem is a very nice anthem parlay. Sometimes you can't parlay the props. Though. One mitigating factor: what if it's raining? They want to get out of there. Demi Lovato singing is that a concern or not for the hardcore better? That's a great point. Somebody might walk out there with an umbrella yeah. to make sure she doesn't okay. get electric. Yeah. You know, this is a professional organization. It's a Super Bowl ride. This is a Thanksgiving bowl in your backyard. <laughs> um, Will any scoring drive? Okay, this is an impossible problem. We need Kenny White out here for this one. Will any scoring drive take less time than it takes for Demi Lovato to sing the national anthem? Yes, minus 250. No, plus 170. In other words, will someone get the ball and score a touch or any, any score, I guess, if you'll go and count, uh, faster than approximately two minutes? So my favorite prop bet this week is that, uh, the first team scores in less than five and a half minutes. Uh, Breach is taking the over on the, on the anthem. So if the anthem goes five and a half minutes, then I win. (laughs) So I'm going to go yes. Uh, it's not going to take five and a half minutes, but maybe, uh, Three and a half minutes. And maybe I think we're going to have a quick scoring start to the Super Bowl. Well, yeah, and if you look at the anthem, let's say it takes two minutes and 20 seconds exactly. We're talking about two-minute drill at the end of the half. Uh, you know, Patrick Holmes gets the ball with 150 left in the first half. They get down, they score, boom. The prop wins with the yes. So I love the yes here. I'm going to take the yes. Uh, yes yes is, a, is a no-brainer here. I mean, these teams are, are quick-scoring, explosive teams that have trick plays. And defenses, I think, with playmakers who can create, like, you know, I would assume that counts. Does that count as scoring drive, or does it need to be a full drive? No, because it, it goes in the book as a score, a, a kickoff return is yeah. a scoring drive. Right. So I would assume like a defensive touchdown. Yeah. You cash the yes. There are a lot of ways to cash the yes. A lot of outs here. Um, number of Jennifer Lopez outfit changes over two and a half minus one forty, under two and a half plus one twenty. It's going to be three. I think she had three uh, costume changes during the press conference today. So uh, I think there. 
No, I'm just kidding. Okay. But it's going to be over because that's a big deal. Uh, sort of a big part of the, the presentation in a halftime show is how many different outfits you can wear over three, John. Yeah, absolutely. J-Lo, as a, the resident J-Lo expert here, I, it's going to go over. There is, If you are doing the halftime show, you can't wear the same thing. That would be like wearing the same suit for a month straight for us. In yeah. a halftime show, you've got to switch at least three times. How many times have you worn the same suit for a month straight? Uh, you don't want to know. What's the longest you've worn one outfit straight? In college, probably two weeks. <laughs> it didn't change. You don't want to do laundry. It takes hey. quarters, heads, tails. That's Perfect. Right. Uh, <laughs> number, jersey number of the first player to score. One through ten, seven to one. Uh, we can toss up some some of these on the top. Eleven through twenty, plus two twenty. Here we go. We've got a great graphic that you can see. Um, interestingly, we talked about this on the podcast, on the Pick 6 podcast for tomorrow's show with R.J. White and Pete Prisco, uh, Kyle uh, Juszczyk is, uh, I think he's 44. So you got 28 to 1 that Kyle Juszczyk could score a touchdown. Those are better odds. And you get the other players. I believe there's a better odds than his actual will Kyle Juszczyk score a touchdown odds. So uh, no TD scored, by the way, 250 to 1. I don't mind the Kyle Juszczyk uh, action there. And I would be willing to dabble in that 44 range. What do you guys think about here? I was on the Kyle Yusek train until you just stole it from me. I'm going to go 21 to 30. We probably should have talked about the show before we fired it off. I'm going 21 to 30, John, because Richard Sherman's going to have a pick six to get Ooh, things started. That is a bold prediction. You know what? That does. This just says first player. To, oh, our our sheet says first player to score. I was thinking Harrison Butker maybe, but it is a TD. I'm going to take the one to ten anyway and say Tyree Kill gets that first touchdown. Right. And at plus 700, I mean that's that's a pretty friendly number for Tyree Kill to get in the end zone. That is a pretty friendly number. Um, all right, uh, let's look at some field goal action because we have John Breach, our resident kicking the, in fact, the world's foremost NFL expert. kicking expert. Yeah, is that that's probably true. I mean, it might be in the and, NFL media anyway, like not like an actual. According kicker. to his Twitter bio, it's true. And, and is that what you, you know? What guys? My fun fact of the week is that every Super Bowl ever played at Hard Rock Stadium has had at least one missed field goal. Mmm, I like it. So shortest. These are uh, odds courtesy. Of William Hill, shortest field goal made over under 26 and a half yards. I think it's this one is going to go over because we're talking about the 26. Now, when you say over, you mean that 27 no field goal will be kicked. There will be no field goal shorter than 26 yards in this game because you're looking at two offenses. When you get to 26, you're inside the eight yard line. I think Kyle Shanahan knows he's going to need touchdowns to to compete with the Chiefs. He is not going to kick a field goal from inside the eight yard line. I don't think Andy Reid will either. So it's just uh, these coaches are both pretty progressive down there. They're going to want touchdowns. So I don't think we will see a field goal shorter than 26 yards. If the expert says over, I'm going over. I think that's right. I think there's not going to be a lot of uh, conservative play down close to the to the goal line over 26 and a half. Yeah, over is the move here. You're going to see them be aggressive. They know they've got to uh, they got to figure it out, and we got to figure some things out when we go on a break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Now joined in person at Radio Row. Good friend of the show. Two years in a row. Every week. Heath Cummings talks fantasy with us. Takes time out of his schedule. And for that, we have uh, hopefully, by the time people are listening to this on Friday, because we're recording this on Wednesday, you and I have already drank 14 beers together at with least. Gardner Minshew. At least. Yes. And I was wondering, because you introduced me as a good friend, and we're two years in. Last year, I was, I was a friend of the show. So oh, after yeah. two years, I've become a good friend of the show. Yes. How many years does it take before you become a super friend? A super friend? Oh, um, <laughs> I think it just happened by accident. He's like Spider-Man got bit, right? You know, okay. like, like he didn't mean to. Like super, the super friends, you, like if, if there was a, so I, I look at it like this, like when people are like, hey, like people will DM me or text me and be like, hey, we're going to rank the people on the, like, like favorite people right. on the pod. Yeah. Like you're, you're included in the regular list of characters. Like okay. JLC makes it, Prisco makes it, RJ, RJ is included too. So like, I think that encompasses the larger group of super friends. Okay. Fair. Cause there are certainly people out there who like you better than Sean. I mean, obviously, <laughs> uh, I probably will send him breach and most certainly me too. Like, if there's not at least one person out there that likes me better than Prisco, then I quit. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's right. Somebody was like, we're going to get, hey, I want you to get you on radio with Prisco. It's like, do you really want to do that? Um, so we're going to talk DFS and props. Yeah. Do you want to talk, which one do you want to talk first? DFS. Okay. 
Do you want me to tell you just just cold tell you the story of how much I want of what happened? I am, am I going to be happy for you or not? Yeah, you'll like, be happy or for me. Yeah, not yeah. like you. Well, so I have I have now finished first place in two tournaments. I remember the first one. It wasn't necessarily a great feeling for you. It was disturbed. I made one hundred and fifty percent ROI. Right, but I, it was a dollar entry. <laughs> right, uh, and that was that was disappointing. Um, well, I got the taste of it. Taste of DFS. The place of blood in my mouth. You know, I smell blood in the water, so to right. speak. Um, and I've been doing some uh, NBA DFS as well. Yes. Some golf, a lot of golf yes. DFS. So you do NBA. I like NBA, yes. I do too. It is – it requires you – hey, hey, officers. Uh, it requires you to do um, a lot of grinding on the lineups from six to seven. Yes. And I actually got started playing DFS, playing NBA before any other sport. I, uh, I think it's the best sport for DFS. I agree. I think it's the best sport because for you me. have better slates. It's nightly. It does. It's a, it, like the. I, I don't know if I like. I, I do like NFL DFS, but there's so much going on during a Sunday that it's hard to like get into it. Now, having said that, I am obviously going to have hey guys, uh, a bunch of uh, the dr- bunch of DraftKings lineups during the Super Bowl. Right. I've already reserved my spots. Going to do some captain work, and we'll talk about that. But my so Friday, before we came down to Florida, um, I went out and got beers with the buddy, and um, it. My wife is annoyed at me because, long story short, she's just annoyed at me. Right. Um, and I realized after my buddy leaves the, the Ridgewood, which is the best beer shop in Raleigh, um, love Pat and Jason. They do great work there. After he leaves, after Bronx leaves, uh, I am like, oh, crap, it's 6 o'clock. I have an hour to get these lineups in. And I'm not going to drive home now because it takes 20 minutes to get home. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time I'd be slamming these lineups in, I'm going to get another IPA and sit here and order these beers. So, or sit here and put these lineups in. So I plug the lineups in. I'm like flying through. I use like an optimizer and whatnot. And I'm trying to get them ready. And, uh, then I get home and I like, I'm DMing with this, uh, with this guy that we talk about DFS with. And I was like, Hey, look, um, what do you think about this lineup? He's like, I mean, don't go with Zion. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, I got this other problem too. I got Patty Mills in the lineup over here and I'm not feeling great about it. He's like, yeah, don't do that. He's like, why don't you get so he's like, you got all this cat exposure, get some Jokic exposure. So I flip Jokic in there and I'm like, you know, I've had a couple beers at this point. Jokic, get a, um, Tyler Hero shooting guard. And then I go, uh, with my boy, TJ Warren. Your uh, boy. My boy. Love him. NC State guy. And so I go with TJ Warren. I flip that in at like 7.59 before those games happen. I'm like, all right, like, cool. And, they, and I had Kimba locked in. They, he'd started out hot. So I'm like feeling good about him. I go to bed at like 11 o'clock that night or like 11.30 and I'm winning 50 bucks. And it's not, you know. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And I'm thinking like, all right, cool. And I wake up the next morning and I, I'm like, oh, I wonder what, um, I was like, I wonder if I, I wonder if I won that 50 bucks or if I like fell out of the thing because like somebody jumped me or like TJ Warren didn't do very much. Uh, TJ Warren went off. He had a 50, he had put up like a 53 and I won the tournament. Wow. Yeah. 12 large. Wow. That is like, that's a good amount. It's a very good amount. I, I was dancing in my boxers around the house, yes. like in the first thing in the morning. Like I was like, whenever I woke up, I woke up my wife was like, "Hey, check it out! Look at this." She was like, "What is happening, Marge? You need to be doing this more often." Like, like I was like, "Yeah, I'll keep playing DFS. I don't know if I'm going to keep winning." So that's my largest DFS hit ever. And the nice thing is, it happened in January, so you've got eleven months to not to not deal <laughs> to with to fix it. to fix your tax problem. <laughs> that's right. You can that's play right. a lot now. <laughs> yeah, because you do want to lose. Like you almost you don't want to lose. Like you want to no, keep winning. But like but like if you but like you now it is imperative to track yeah. your wins and losses on DFS. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's a that's a yeah. way to start off twenty twenty. Have you have you? I assume you've been playing for a long time. I I've been playing for four or five years. What is your biggest takedown? Um, it is less than that. Okay. I mean, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's a big takedown. Right. Yeah. yeah. My, my biggest takedown this season during football season was about 2,600. That's a really good takedown. Oh, it was a great week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. You, and, and we talked about, you played mostly cash. Right. Well, not, not mostly cash, but like or a like, mix of cash. Yeah. yeah. Mostly tournaments, but then like some cash to right. supplement. Uh, what are you going to be playing for FanDuel, DraftKings? What are you going to be playing for the Super Bowl? Uh, probably just FanDuel. Okay. Um, and I, you know, it's really interesting. I've not, Throughout the year, a huge fan of the showdown slates. Now, I I play them. I put lineups. I really together. like them, but they're frustrating. Well, you've got to be just a little bit crazy. Yeah, like you, you've got to have just a little bit of. I'm going to put something in there. It doesn't really make sense. So at I least went, one play, maybe two. NFC Championship game. I went Mostert. This my captain. Yeah, but I had it hit missed on everything else. Right, and I, I, I cash. I you know doubled up or whatever. But like, if I you know it's you have to you have to basically put together a, a uh, like a Rubik's cube. Well, you've got to figure out who's the highest scoring player going to be, and he has to be in the right spot. Yeah. And then who's the next highest scoring player be, regardless of what the price is. And he has to be owned. And then you probably got to find the one guy that is $6,000 on FanDuel or 
eight hundred bucks on DraftKings yeah, 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 yeah. that you don't really want to play, but yeah. you're like, if that guy falls in the end zone and I have the highest scoring guy, I'm going to make it's a lot be of money. A great day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the point. And like, I think it's critical too with these DraftKings and FanDuel showdown sites that you have to project what the game script is going to be. Yeah. And it's not often a bad thing too if you're going to enter multiple lineups. Go with multiple game scripts. Like, you know, like if you think right. that the 49ers are going to run the ball successfully, you could go with, uh, Raheem Mostert or Tevin Coleman as maybe like your captain, right? Uh, and if you think the Chiefs are going to roll and you're a Chiefs fan, uh, you're nervous as hell about this game, excited. If you think the Chiefs are going to roll, uh, you know, maybe you go to Mahomes as captain or, uh, potentially a running back, right? Yeah, I think you go with a running back. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going with Damian Williams, um, really regardless of game script. Okay. Cause I think if the Chiefs fall behind, it's difficult to go downfield against the 49ers, but sure. And it's not been that very good passing to running backs against them so far Ooh. this season, but I expect that's what Kansas City is going to do. Pete Prisco has been talking about it. Every time I see him, he's telling someone else about how the Chargers slowed down Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense by taking away the middle of the field. And what the Chiefs did was throw the ball to their running backs a bunch. And, of course, the Chargers have a former Seahawks defensive coordinator, just like the 49ers. Exactly. Right. So I would expect that's what they're going to try to do. I mean, that's worked for one of them. They did. All those guys talk. So, yeah, Damian Williams is really the only feature, I guess I'll put in quotes, running back that I want to play on this slate. But I do kind of like Kyle Juszczyk. Ooh, so you're gonna use, so no, these are not like, you don't think like Damien, do you think Damien Williams would be the top scorer in fantasy? I think Damien Williams could be the top scorer, yes. He has a chance, like, but if you, if you did projections of this, it would probably be Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes would be the top projected. Um, and I think Patrick Mahomes, because on FanDuel there's only a $2,000 difference, I believe, in price between Mahomes and Damien Williams. Gotcha. So Mahomes would be the top in terms of you would make him your captain dollar. of FanDuel, right? Right, right, in a, in a cash game. But in a tournament, I, I think there's a chance this yep. is one of those games and we've seen it really since Damian Williams came back, he's, he's been just, very good. Yeah, just dominated. And it's yeah. very similar to what he did in the, at the end of last year yep, and in sure. the playoffs. Yep. So I, I expect something similar. I, I wouldn't be that surprised. And, and this is where you look at me a little bit funny. But I kind of think the Chiefs are going to come out and run the ball successfully in the first quarter against the 49ers defense. That would be a surprise. But the thing is, like, you, you, it's much easier to run against the 49ers than to pass. It is. Yeah. And, like they completely shut down Dalvin Cook and they have had great success stopping Chiefs the offensive run. line is substantially better. Right. Well, and also I, the time, when you look at the times where they've really shut guys down, it's when that running back is the team's offense. Like if you tell the 49ers all you have to do is stop Damian Williams, they're going to stop Damian Williams. I don't right. have any doubt. Right, right. They do not care. Damian Williams is, is, is item number five on the <laughs> exactly. to-do list of things to stop in the Chiefs. Like it, Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I would expect that's where the Chiefs are going to find success. So yeah. Interesting. I, Damian Williams is my captain. And, and again, like if you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about playing DFS, you have to remember too that like the higher profile of the game, the more uh, the public is going to be involved in these DFS showdowns. Yes. And if the public is picking the DFS showdowns, Patrick Mahomes is going to be like 50% captain on yep. DraftKings. Oh, yeah. Fandle. Like he is going to be the guy. Jimmy Garoppolo is not a terrible pivot either, I don't think. I, I, don't, yeah. think, I don't think he's going to put up a ton, But like no, he threw eight times last week or two right. weeks ago. No one is going to be – like he's going to be low-owned. He will be low-owned. I, yeah. I don't – I think it really depends on the site. On FanDuel, I – I don't really have much interest in playing Garoppolo. He's just priced too high. But on DraftKings, there's a pretty good drop-off from Mahomes to Garoppolo. So, yeah, mm. I, think, I think it's a pretty good there. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, David David Richard. Oh, and Alex Mr. Alex. I know who you are. You did? What? I'm li- we're live on a podcast. Would you like to say hello to the podcast world? No, this is the Pick 6 podcast. The, the award-winning Pick 6 podcast? I, I'm not joking with you. People are talking about it. I was in Mobile for the Senior Bowl and I heard people, they'd come up to me and they'd, you know, they'd say hi to me and then they'd also say, oh, and tell Brinson that we love the Pick 6 podcast. I will say though that we got, uh, I had, I was walking around on media night, opening night, and I hear, Will Brinson! And I looked over, I was thinking like, be some media guy or, you know, like a PR guy. Two guys in the crowd, they're like, love the podcast, bro. Yeah. I was like, it's not that wrong. <laughs> I was like, wow. I was like, this, I love it. You gotta love it. So, uh, that was exciting. Um, we're going to go back to podcasting and talk about DFS. All right. Man. All right. See you Hope soon. All right. Um, so what the hell were we saying? Love those guys. I think we were talking about Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh yeah. Jimmy G. So Jimmy G. So on uh, DraftKings, uh, 18,900 for Patrick Mahomes as captain. You have to go past Tyreek Hill, Damian Williams, Travis Kelsey, Raheem Mostert, George Kittle before you get to $12,000 captain Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. That's a pretty, like, I'm going to own some of that. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And again, I'm going to play mostly on FanDuel, but when you think about it, like, 
if you want to, it's easy to play Garoppolo as a non-captain on DraftKings. Oh, for like sure. $8,000, that's really easy. Yeah. On FanDuel, where the price doesn't change for the captain, right, right, it right. doesn't really, like, I don't have any appeal to play him. Anymore. It doesn't make any sense to play him. With the, right. Yeah, anyway. I mean, like, it's a weird game script if he's the highest scoring guy. I don't right. know what it would be. Because I, I don't even know if it's possible, because if he's the highest scoring guy, it means the Chiefs had a very balanced... I think you're you're looking at a situation where if he's the highest scoring guy where it's like the New Orleans game. Yeah, it's just a shootout. It's and just, just a shootout. A, yeah. And he edges out Mahomes by a point or two, and yeah. the Chiefs' touchdowns are spread around between Kelsey. But even then, I think it's more likely that George Kittle's the highest scoring guy. I, I would agree with that, too. Because like, yeah. if Garoppolo's going to throw for 303 touchdowns, then George Kittle's probably got a 150 and one. And, or one yeah, 150 and two or something like that. You're right, yeah. Um, do you think the Chiefs are going to win? I'm, I, I told myself at the beginning of the week, I'm just, I'm not going to make any predictions. Yeah. But the, the way that I feel about this, and then you realize that you cover sports for a living, right? <laughs> I don't have much choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think the Chiefs are going to win or lose the game. In other words, <laughs> I, I don't think the 49ers really have too much say in it. Really, I, I think if Patrick Mahomes plays his best, if Patrick game, Mahomes plays a Patrick Mahomes game, and Andy Reid yeah. calls it as if Patrick Mahomes is his quarterback, then I think the Chiefs win by two scores. I would agree with that. And I think that if the Chiefs come out aggressive and early, yes. they will get up and that will force Jimmy Garoppolo to throw and it will not be a very good day at the office for Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo. And really, you look at that Chiefs defense. This is why I kind of have a hard I've time. I've been saying this, Heath. Yes. Nobody says it enough. The Chiefs defense is good. They've got Frank Clark. They've got Chris Jones. Yeah. They've honey got Badger. The Honey Badger's playing out of this world. Yeah, I don't understand why people aren't talking about this. Yeah, their defense is good. Yeah. Um, and, and I expect them to be really good. On Sunday, obviously. So I, though I'm not. I, I think like, the Chief Stevens is a sneaky little option in DFS too. Yes, on DraftKings for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't. Even, I don't even mind. I think that people will be so all in on points in this game as they should be. Right. That like if you're trying to build a contrarian style lineup, going Chief Stevens and 49ers defense is not a bad idea. Well, I know Dave Richard loves the 49ers in this game. Really? And he thinks they're going to win. He likes the idea if Tevin Coleman plays. Of playing Moster, Tevin Coleman, and the 49ers defense, all three. Sure, that's a great game script build. That yes. says that's a, and then if you do that, you better do Patrick Mahomes too. Yeah, I think you you do that with Patrick Mahomes, or you just go five 49ers and play one Chief, and you you say Andy gets is too conservative in the first half, and they kick three field goals. That would be something if that Which happened. Which I like that those things have happened with Andy Reid throughout his coaching career. I would just I would be really surprised if they. If the 49, I don't think the 49ers can blow the Chiefs out. I don't think they can either. I, that would really surprise me. I'm trying to build a lineup right now that offers it. So would you do, you, you think with the 49ers you do, you can't go, like you, if you don't want to do in that, see in that situation you don't want. I think if you get the two running backs and the 49ers defense, then you may be using the 49ers kicker too. A hundred percent. If you're, if you're, so like then you go Robbie Gold and then you can go, ooh, you could do either, you can, you can get Mahomes. This is on DraftKings. You get yeah. Mahomes and Kittle. You can't quite get Mahomes and Kelsey or Mahomes and Tyree Kill, though. See, I would want to have an option where guys right. are coming. Like, if the 49ers are up big, see, that's the thing. It's like you can – it's not going to be like that Broncos-Seahawks game where they completely shut out. No, I wouldn't think so. Because they can just go up top. They can get vertical on you and they can score points. Um, so it's – I just don't think it's possible that – they can completely blank the Chiefs. No, I wouldn't think so. So if you do that kind of build, to me, you need to have some. By the way, I'm so much more into DFS since I won a bunch of money. Um, well, you're and, you're a lot better at it now. I am a lot better. It's amazing, but like you really have to like like you learn. You have to like it takes like a ton of experience and like time doing it to realize these builds are like. So, I mean, it's a lot of luck, but they're scientifically constructed. Yeah, I think. There is a good balance somewhere between knowing what you're doing and accepting how much you don't know. Yes. Because my 100%. biggest losses have all come within a week or two of my biggest wins. I Partially because you're willing to risk a little bit more after a yep. big win. I, but I, also because you get this thing in your head like, I oh, I figured it out. Yeah. And then you're like, <laughs> no, it turns out I haven't. You know, that's the same thing with gambling too. Yeah. Like you, you know, you get on a hot streak and you're like, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm locked in right now. I'm going to double my bets. And then all of a sudden you've lost twice your money. Um, all right, let's talk about some bets. Yeah. You like some props. I, there's a couple of them that I like. Yeah, one of them uh, Jamie Eisenberg told me earlier in the week, and it might have moved by now, but Damian Williams, I believe, was at two and a half catches. That's too low. That's way too low. So, but I would like it up to three and a half. 
Okay. I do think it's likely that he catches four plus passes. Okay. So if like it's that. moved a little bit, I'd like it up to three and a half. And then there are like three or four different Kyle Juszczyk props. Yeah. Which is surprising. A player that has not touched the ball in the playoffs yet has three or four props dedicated to just him. But that team loves him. Yeah. Like they view him as one of their most important players. And I just have to believe they've drawn up a couple of plays for him to touch the football in the Super Bowl. I wonder what the odds, I, I agree with you completely. I wonder what the odds would be on a fullback touchdown in the Super Bowl. Well, I know the odds for him to have one carry or more for him to not not no catches don't count one carry, plus three hundred. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. They're definitely going to be over under for receiving yards ten and a half. That's ridiculous too. Here on Wednesday, he's going to get one wheel route. I, at I least wouldn't think so. At I, least. I wouldn't like, especially if they fall behind. I think we'll see them just dumping the ball off to him. That's, yeah. that's been very successful against the Chiefs' defense this year, yes. throwing two running backs. And he has seven games this year with more than eleven receiving yards. So it's not like this isn't something. That's a weird. That's a weirdly low prop. Yes, and then I, I don't know what the prop is for him to score a touchdown, but I would like to put a little bit of money on that. I would. I would agree with that. I would also. Um, I don't mind like Tevin Coleman props. Yeah. Now they might not be out there yet because of the you know, the injury right. status, but like I feel like if he's healthy and ready to go, he will get more usage than people are expecting. Like I don't think it's necessarily like a Raheem Mostert guaranteed thirty carry game. Absolutely not. Like no. he only carries the ball twenty fifteen to he, twenty times if Tevin Coleman doesn't get hurt. He's only carried the ball twenty times once ever, and that was two weeks ago. Yes, yeah, um, and I think nineteen he had once this year. I also think the Chiefs are better at preventing big runs. They're the Packers. They've been better at preventing big everything. Yeah. Like they, they've been several games where they've given up four and a half yards of pop and teams have just run all over them, but it's not with the boom play. Right. They don't typically give up those huge plays. All right. So there's your props. Yes. That's the DFS analysis. Excellent work, Keith Cummings. Let's go drink go, some beer. Let's go drink some beer. You go on vacation. Okay. Or did you already go on vacation? I went on vacation. Go on vacation again. That sounds great. <laughs> all right, buddy.